Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Podcast. My name is Kat and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the podcast. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 45 years. And each month on these trainings, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you on your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Tonight, we are talking about living your best life. We have an amazing guest with us this evening, our very own Director of Training, Kathy Quinlan Perez. She has been in the personal growth industry for over 30 years. And in addition to the PSI Basic Seminar, she facilitates the Life Success Course and the Women's Leadership Seminar. Kathy, are you with us? I most certainly am. Okay, so good evening. Thank you so much, Kat. That was a very gracious introduction. And good evening out there in the world. I hope that you're having a fabulous evening. And whenever you actually listen to this podcast, I hope you walk away with definitely hearing a message, but on a bigger scale, that you hear something that you're going to take action on. You know, I was thinking about all of the times that I've received an email or a text saying, you know, I I listened to this podcast or that podcast, whether it was one that I did or someone else did, that it just moved them and they heard it at the exact moment they needed to hear it. And some really inspiring stories of people that have actually listened to something and heard the message and took massive action. And so given that we are talking about uh, living your best life, I'm sure that everyone's like, okay, now what exactly, how do I define living my best life? But that is a question that you've got to answer. And to answer it, not from a place of comparison shopping, meaning that you're comparing yourself to other people, or I'm supposed to be at this place in this stage of my life. But like, really, here's like the huge thing I want everybody to think about is that in 21 days, we are going to move into a completely new decade. And so the questions I want you to start thinking about is how will you live out the next 21 days. Like someone said to me that I have a lot of respect for, they said, uh, people always remember the beginning and the end. So how about if you make a commitment to yourself of how you're going to live out the end of this decade, regardless of what has happened in the middle, regardless of what happened yesterday, But really, how will you end this last 21 days so that you walk into at 12.01 on January 1st, 2020, beginning a whole new decade? And so often we go out and we just have a great time on New Year's Eve and people make resolutions. And it's so funny. It's like, okay, well, how long does that resolution really last? Well, I'm going to invite you that it's not about a resolution. It really is about giving yourself permission to really be with yourself and ask yourself, okay, so I have a whole new opportunity here. I am closing a chapter of my life 
and I am starting a whole new chapter. And this whole new chapter is the beginning of an entire decade. So who is it that I want to, uh, how do I want to be known? And who is it I want to be known as? And who do I want to be known for? And if you even take it in bites, like the first six months, then the second six months, and then the next year, and then the next year. But if you, even if you start at, okay, where am I going to be in 10 years? I was thinking about that the other day. It was kind of a frightening uh, thought, actually. I was like, holy Toledo, I'm going to be, at, and I'm not revealing my age, okay? I was thinking about how, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm going to be this age in 2030. And I just started to get a really clear picture of where exactly I'm going to be in 2030, exactly the home I'm going to live in, exactly where it's going to be. And then I start backtracking about, okay, so what's the mark I want to leave? And that's really what I'm going to invite everyone to do as you're listening throughout this podcast is just start asking yourself is like, okay, so whole new opportunity, whole new game, a whole new decade. There's not a lot of times that we get to say that. Like, oh my, like really, we are starting a whole new decade. Think about that. And how are you going to play out the the next 21 days of this year, especially at this time of year? Whatever holiday you are about to enjoy is who are you going to be? And how are you going to treat people? And what are you going to be grateful for? I think that sometimes we so often forget to just stop and do some inventory. And I'm going to invite everybody to start doing inventory on what you're grateful for. Not what you haven't done or what you could be doing and how it's supposed to be. No. Okay, here I am. It's December 10th. And I am starting And let me just start here. What am I grateful for? And how will you display that gratitude? The gratitude towards yourself, the gratitudes towards the people in your life, your children, your partner, your spouse, your family, your friends, your your coworkers, your employees, your boss, whoever that might be, and your community. Like how in the next 21 days will you be of service to people? You know, I think that so much, we have been given so much, and there's a saying that we, do, that we work with a lot in our leadership classes, and that is those that have been given much, much is expected. But that's not from a place of duty or obligation. That's really from a place of what I get to give. And I think that sometimes we forget. Sometimes we forget all that we have been given. And I think that is living our best life is when every day we remind ourselves what we actually have. And what I have, I get to give it to somebody else. So I want to segue to a really actually important conversation to have is uh, because I was having a conversation with someone and it's always great, you know, a couple of weeks before we're going to do this podcast is, you know, inevitably I have some conversation with someone or I'm teaching some class and Someone shares something and it's like it just pops in my head about, wow, that is a perfect thing to talk about in the the podcast. And someone said something about how they're just having some struggles in their relationship about 
uh, you know, just how they're being in their relationship. And, you know, they really want to be married to this person, but they're just, uh, they're too controlling in the relationship. And I just started to giggle because I said, okay, so wait a second, let's go back to commitment. And so I'm going to invite everybody on the call to start thinking about, okay, so what are you committed to? Uh, or what you say you're committed to. And let's start with relationships. Let's start with your health. Let's start with your business, whatever it happens to be. And start asking yourself, hmm, how am I really showing up in that commitment? So in our advanced courses, we talk about the, here's how we define commitment. A choice I make that I surrender to. So let that one just sink in for a minute is because sometimes I think that we get caught up in all these little things that have nothing to do with actually what we say we're committed to. You know, another thing that I was reminded of, somebody said, you know, I just want to be happy, you know, and I was, I just started laughing and I said, you know, uh, Helen Keller has a great quote and that quote is feelings are a byproduct not the end product. So I think that one of the elements in creating our best life is getting really clear on what we're committed to. And have we surrendered to that choice that we made when we said, I'm in, I'm not, I'm not in 99%. I'm in a hundred percent. And I'd even invite you to, after this podcast, after you listen to this, is that you start to journal, you know, okay, so I say I'm committed to my marriage and start journaling about uh, how are you showing up in that commitment? Are you getting caught up in what they're doing or not doing what you're not getting? And where have you gotten stuck in how you think it's supposed to be? You know, in our life success course, we do a fabulous section on relationships. And I'm always talking about, okay, so if you want a number 10 relationship, how do you need to be? And trust me, we're going to get into this whole beingness part uh, as we talk about in this podcast. But how do you need to be to create a number 10 relationship? And I actually think that this goes all over the board. This goes in regards to our health. This goes into our businesses. Like, what's the end result? So if I'm committed to having this number 10, and I'm using relationships as an example, if I'm committed to having this number 10 relationship, how do I need to be? Instead of waiting for them to do something, how am I being and how am I contributing to actually making it be a number 10? And some of the things that you might start to journal about and think about is you say if, if you say you're committed to having this or doing this and it's not happening, start asking yourself what's become more important because I think that that's what, what really stops us from living our best life. Something's become more important. That could be our resistance. That could be our internal dialogue that says, it's not possible. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. What are people going to think? So all of that is a charade that gets in the way of us having a clear funnel that we go through to get to that incredible number 10 in extraordinary life. 
like all these other things that we let get in the way. And so start to ask yourself and journal about is what kind of like, what's the prices that you're really paying? And are those prices really worth it? Like, what are you being right about? You know, so often we get, wow, we get so invested in being right about something. And when we get, when we get invested in being right about something, we take away the juice and the joy inside of ourselves. And I think that part of creating and living our best life, that means bringing everything that we've been given out into the forefront and giving it every day and giving it without expectation. Because <clears throat> one of the pillars of the basic seminar is giver's gain. And we examine that much more in the life success course is uh, one of my most, you know, incredible mentors, Ernestine Fisher, uh, had always said, givers gain unless they want to. And part of what givers gain means is what you put out comes back. It doesn't always come from the same source. And so often we think it's supposed to come from the same source. But if we're giving and really putting it out there and allowing something to come back in, because that's the other thing that gets in the way, people, is that we don't let it back in. So truly giving, the cycle of giving, is that when we put it out, we've got to let it back in. And whatever it is that we want, we got to give it. So if you say you're committed, and again, I'm going to use relationship as an example. If you say you're committed to a number 10 relationship and you want it to be passionate, you want it to be loving, you want it to be joyful, then you've got to be willing to be that. You got to be willing to put that out there so that you can bring it back in. So often people are saying, and I see this all the time, and I was one of these people when I started doing this work, is I thought I was such an incredible giver and, and you know, I was always doing things for people. And, you know, the truth is, is when I really was honest with myself, I wasn't really giving. I was doing things for people with an absolute 100% expectation. And that's not giving. Is true giving is to give. And sometimes uh, people that we're giving to don't even know that we're the one that gave it to them because that's not why we're giving it to them. We're giving it to them to put a, a, like the greatest part of ourselves out there that we just start to be bigger when we're really contributing out there in the world. And one of the things I think that really gets in the way, another thing that we talked about, about in the basic seminar and again, right like at the forefront of my mind, because I just did a basic a couple of weeks ago, is we just get built with resentment. And I think that sometimes that's what gets in the way of us really surrendering to the choice that we made and, and the choices that we make. And so another inventory, don't you love this? I'm just giving you all these homework assignments as a result of this podcast. But I think it's really important for us to do self-inventory, especially as we move into a new decade, but to start to <clears throat> ask yourself like, wow, what are some of the resentments that I have that I'm holding on to? And sometimes we, you know, it's so funny because people say, well, I don't really have any resentments. Well, the truth is we do. And, but what we do is because we're not acknowledging it and because we're not really talking about it openly and responsibly, because most of the time we're pointing the finger at somebody else. 
But responsible is like where we go, wow, here's how I feel when this is done. Here's how I feel when this happens. And then actually asking for what you need. Think that sometimes that's not what we're doing. And so as you really start to do this inventory about what you say you're committed to and really being honest with yourself about how you're showing up in that commitment and really examining what it is that has become more important than what you say that you're committed to. And so what's really the prices that you're paying and what what are you getting to be right about? And is that what you want to be right about? You see, either you can have an extraordinary marriage, an extraordinary business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or you can be right about he or she or they or it or them or whoever it happens to be. I don't know about anybody else on this call, but I am absolutely 100% committed to having an extraordinary marriage, having an extraordinary life giving everything that I have. And of course, do I have those moments where I get irritated and I get, uh, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to swear or anything on this. So, okay, I will, you know, keep it all up and up. But I get there too. And so it's like, okay, stop and reflect like, wow, what am I getting invested in here? And how can I communicate this in the most effective way that supports what I really say that I'm committed to. Because sometimes what happens, people, when we're not clear about what we say that we're committed to, of course it's going to get all hazy out there. So start allowing yourself to get really clear about what you're committed to. Like put your tush on the line. Allow yourself to use screen of the mind. Like really and truly is see that perfect end result. I want that. And then when you are saying that, you have that picture in your mind, you and you conceive it and you believe it, you will achieve it. And this is not just about thinking about it or meditating about it. You actually have to take action. And guess what? Sometimes the action that you take is not effective. And so one of the things I think that happens is that we start to, when things aren't completely turning out how we want them to, we start to question, okay, wait a second, maybe I'm not really committed to that. And maybe it's not really what I should be going for, et cetera. No, 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 no. Okay. I said this in in one of the little videos I did, uh, giving complete credit to one of our mentors here at Sci Seminars, uh, that she's an incredible part of for all of us. And she comes in and does work at Level Up and Next 10 and, you know, works with us in the city. Amazing woman. Her name is Kelly Poulos. And when she did a workshop for us this year in uh, Las Vegas, one of the things that was just probably one of the most freeing, freeing concepts I ever heard it put this way, is that commitment is a renewable resource. Like, just let that sink in. I mean, come on. I mean, again, I'm going to use marriage as an example. And I guess I'm using marriage as an example because I just, you know, celebrated my 26th wedding anniversary. And that's a long time. And let me just tell you, and I'm sure my husband's going to hear this, is that in the 26 years that we have been married, uh, I have questioned how, I've never questioned that I love my husband, but I have definitely questioned how I have shown up in that commitment I've definitely had my judgment on how he's shown up. And when I heard this whole concept of 
uh, commitment is a renewable resource. I was like, wow, that is a completely different way of looking at this. I remember that when my husband and I first started dating and definitely, you know, the truth is both of us had issues with commitment, but I was obviously only pointing out his and, (laughs) and I uh, remember that what we did is, is we said, okay, let's just, let's just be committed for the next 24 hours. Let's give it everything that we have in the next 24 hours. And then we wake up after that 24 hours and we look at each other and we go, okay, are you in? Yes. And lo and behold, 26 years later, we're still in. And so that's a renewable resource. And sometimes you have your dips, people. That's just the way it is. And often we think that, you know, as I said earlier, someone said something about being happy. Happy has nothing to do with it. It's like feelings really are a byproduct. And so often we're, we're like, we've got this, we're looking for the feeling. Feelings have nothing to do with it. Because sometimes you're going to feel extraordinary, like glowing. And sometimes it is not that way. But that does not change or shift what you're committed to. And I won't give, I mean, I, I wouldn't give anything up. Like there's nothing that to have the marriage that I have. And there have definitely been up, ups and downs. I look at my career. Have there been ups and downs? Yes. And getting where I am and what I get to do, did I have to confront a whole lot of things? Was it uncomfortable? Yes. And in my relationship with my family, has it been, uh, you know, always easy? No. But always in the forefront, what am I committed to? That. I'm going to say people is living an extraordinary life. Like get clear about what you're committed to and how you're showing up and what you're committed to and start defining, okay, what is your definition of like uh, living my best life? And you, have you defined that as I've got to have certain things, you know, I've got to have this house. I've got to have these investments. I've got to have this house, I have this house. I know that I know that it's not the things that make us who we are. And so often we are driven by the things. When I have this, I can now be this and do this. But here's how I want you to shift that. And I know that for every leadership graduate that is listening to this and say seven graduate, I know that I know that I know that you have heard this. And for those of you that haven't done the basic seminar, you have, I cannot say enough, get on this train and don't stop at the basic. Like get yourself in the next available basic, get into the life success course, like the greatest seven days of your life. And then moving into the leadership seminars, the men's leadership seminars or the women's leadership seminars. But if you really looked at this, here's the opportunity that you have in this new decade To honestly, 2020, who are you going to be? Let's not define what you have. Because most of the time, how we have lived our life, it is from a place of when I have this, then I'm going to be, then I can do this, and then I can be this. Mm, I'm going to turn that completely around. And again, this is going to remind you of everyone that has heard this lecture this is it. And I'm satisfied. And you have to be this 
whatever this is. I have to be loving. I have to be committed. I have to be courageous. I have to be vulnerable because then that is going to afford me to do this, which then that is going to afford me to have this. It is about being a human being first before anything. And I'm going to stand 100% that living our best life is being the best human being that we can possibly be. Like, I know that I know that I know that every single person has heard. um, Today is the first day of the rest of my life. And as corny as it sounds, and I know that some people might have it, you know, on a magnet on the refrigerator or someplace. And, you know, you've, you've heard it, you've seen it. And like, oh, yeah, I've heard that. But, like, let's take this one to heart. Like, that's the truth. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. That's a renewable resource. That no matter what I did yesterday, today's a new day. So now how am I going to live this day? out in greater contribution to myself and to others. Now think about that. If you are living your your day out in greater contribution to yourself and to others, do you not think that from from being that way, it's going to lead you to do the things that are going to support your ultimate vision that will absolutely get you to the place to achieve the things that you want, but in the process It's who you're being. So often we are looking to get to the destination. And when we hurry along and get to the destination, I guarantee you that everybody on this call has experienced this, that you get to the end and then you question, wait a second, how did I get here? No, it's the journey that this is all about. It is the journey. How am I being on the journey? Like to actually experience that journey and that journey is called life. Because if you take that today as the first day of the rest of my life and turn it and say, today is the last day of the rest of my life, how do you think you'd be living today? I guarantee you wouldn't forget to show up 100% in everything that you say you're committed to. I mean, I know that that's, uh, you know, you kind of go, wow, how can I live every day like that? But hey, what if you did? Okay, so you might slip slip off the horse, you might slip off the roller coaster for a second. But get back down, like forgive yourself, like forgive yourself for slipping off. But what if you really did? I mean, and there's another quote that we talk about used in the basic seminar about every day man crucifies himself between two thieves, the fear of tomorrow and the regrets of yesterday. And ask yourself again, inventory time. How often are you spending on the cross about things that you didn't do like, Oh my gosh, look what I did over here. Oh my gosh, I'm afraid to take that risk. What if this happens? What if this happens? What am I going to do? Like, no, think about this. The possibility of who you are. If you like got off the cross and stood in here, here I stand and the world will adjust. And you actually live this day out in greater contribution to yourself and to others think of what would be possible. You know, we were working the other day in Sci 7 and I was reminded of some really, really incredible, incredible quotes. And I think one of the greatest things that we can give to ourselves and give to others, and and I'm going to say, especially at this time of year, it, it really falls all year, but especially this time of year. 
is that because, you know, we're going to be with our families and sometimes it gets a little rocky road out there. Right. And, but I think that it's important that we start to, uh, let ourselves forgive ourselves. You know, when we hold on to the past, when we hold on to all the grudges and all the things that stay with us, we like, we've got, if we don't let go of all of that, it binds our spirit And when we start to give ourselves permission and we really decide to forgive, that touches each and every one of us to our very core as who we are as a human being. And when we really start to forgive, though what we cannot forget, when we start to forgive, we start to create a new way to remember. And we change the memory of our past into the hope for our future. So just take that one on for yourself, people, is what if you started to change the memory of your past, the past even yesterday, is to started to shift that into the hope for your future. Because the truth is, 2020 is a really big deal. Like I, I remember when I was really young thinking, oh my God, I'm going to be so old when I'm 2020. And I'm like, and here I am. And I actually think, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, in my forties, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of energy, in terms of where I want to go and who I want to be and who I want to, how I want to contribute. Like every day is a new possibility and it all is a mindset. I know that sounds so simple, but it, it really, no, it's not, it's not simple. It's, uh, it, it, is, it takes a commitment to knowing that who you are is enough and who you are is, has such, so much to give and so much to receive, but you've got to allow yourself to open up and let that cycle of giving move. Like what you put out, allow it to come back in. And I'm going to read something that I always uh, talk about at the life success course. And it's a quote by uh, Dr. Hartstill Wilson. This is the beginning of, new, of a new day. God has given me this day to use as I will. I can waste it or use it for good. But what I do today is important because I am exchanging a day of my life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever, leaving in its place something I have traded for it. I, I want it to be gain and not loss good and not evil, success and not failure, in order that I shall not regret the price that I have paid for it. Like, honestly, people, if there is a message that I can give you this evening is that you actually allow yourself to let go of the regrets and be willing to pay the price for what it is that you say matters to you because you deserve to have that. People deserve to have all of you, not just a portion of you, but like open yourself up and like stand there. You know, I heard a really, really great story of, um, you know, stand in front of the mirror and just look at yourself, telling yourself how incredibly hot, amazing, extraordinary that you are. Remember, to think is to create. We will produce what we are thinking. That is a fact. So 2020 is now your time. Make these last 21 days 
how you'll leave this de- decade and what's that legacy and beginning a whole new chapter in your life. So everyone have an amazing, amazing, amazing holiday. And I think there might be some questions out there, Kat. Do we have some questions? We sure do. Uh, Before we go into questions, though, I want to take a moment for everyone listening in who has not yet done our classes. If you want more tools to support you in living your best life, the basic course has extremely effective techniques that you can put into practice right away to achieve goals beyond what you previously thought possible. And for the results you really want to create in your life, at the PSI Basics Seminar, you get to uncover your limiting beliefs, discover what has been holding you back from living the life of your dreams, whatever that is for you. The Basic is an experiential class where you'll be immersed in powerful exercises and get to explore who you are, what you really want, and how to get where you want to go. If there's anything you want more, better, or different for yourself and your life, then go to psibasicseminar.com and get registered for the next PSI Basic. We hold classes in cities across the country, so find a location and date that works for you. Again, that's psibasicseminar.com. So first off, for questions from LT wants to know, how do you fit everything in and decide priorities? Uh, I guess I'm not really sure what you mean by uh, fit everything in. I mean, I think you just sort of answered your own uh, question, is that what are your priorities? You know, some things that, I mean, there's tons of things that we got to get done during the day. There's no question about it. But I think that uh, once you really establish, okay, Here's what, here's what's important to me. And you start to ask yourself, okay, is what I'm doing right now, is that really supporting what I want? Or am I, is it, you know, if it's things that you just got to get done, okay, you got to get them done. But on the other side of that is, are you filling your day with a whole lot of things that have nothing to do with the big picture? And so you might want to sit down and ask yourself big picture, like, what am I really committed to? And is this supporting what I say I'm committed to? I hope that I hope that answers it. You know, we have a few questions about stress and SM wants to know, how can I stay positive during stressful times? Uh, I think that's a great question, but I also think that sometimes positive is uh, uh, overrated is that sometimes we just have the feelings that we have. And so without putting you know, it's defining it like positive is good and negative is, is bad. It's like, of course, when you have stress, you're feeling all these different kinds of emotions. So the key is, it's like, it's not that we're not going to feel stress, people. Of course, we're going to feel stress. It's what are you doing with it? So you've got to, you know, one tool is you got to take a moment and breathe. Sometimes you got to take yourself out of the situation and just breathe. Sometimes I think it's incredibly valuable to just walk outside and stand in mother nature because there is something incredibly nurturing about mother nature and to allow yourself to, wow, look how beautiful it is. And I'm getting all caught up in this. So, hmm, how come? And start really practicing 
your uh, relaxation cycle, start really practicing some meditation techniques that so that you're not taking on what's outside of you because all that stress only does damage to ourselves, as we all know. And the truth is, listen, there's stress. The question is, well, what are you doing with it? So how you're handling it is very significant. And I will say that uh, it does take a lot of like uh, self-control, so to speak, is that you don't want to lash out to other people. Because here's the deal, is, as I'm sure many of us have experienced, is that you can't take words back. So before something comes out of your mouth, you might want to count to 10. And ask yourself, do I really want to say this? And sometimes it is exactly the thing you do not want to say. And so you've got to take uh, control of getting yourself centered again and not deny that you're feeling frustrated because you are. But if you continue to hold on to it, again, you got to start asking yourself, okay, why am I holding on to this? Like I'm getting something out of this. And most of the time what we're getting out of it is a way to avoid actually taking action on something that's really uncomfortable. Next up from RJ, how do you find your passion after burnout occurs? It's a really, really, uh, it's a really great question. Is that first of all, you just got to let yourself uh, rejuvenate yourself. I don't know what that is for you. You know, sometimes that burnout is that we're exhausted and we've just given, 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 given. And so what that says is that you're not, you know, you're not refueling yourself. So possibly that you just give yourself a break and go, okay, I just have got to rejuvenate myself. So whatever that is that gives you that, maybe it's being around people that think you're amazing. Maybe it's going to get a massage. Maybe it's going to work out. I don't know what that is. But most of the time when we're burnt out, it's because we're not taking care of ourselves. We got it like when we're putting a lot out there, we got to let it back in. And I'm going to say let it back in in a productive way. Because, you know, sometimes we, and I'm not saying, you know, sometimes we got to have a little decay in our life, right? And sometimes that we're using it as a way to avoid. And so just really check in on like, wow, I'm exhausted and I'm burnt out. So I got to go. I got to rejuvenate myself and take care of myself and your passion will come back, but you've got to rejuvenate yourself first. Next from VW, how will you know if you're saying yes to the thing that is best for you? I love that question. You know why? It's because it reminds me of uh, when we talk about it in the basic seminar for supporters is like, okay, now they got to start practicing saying no. However, you know, don't say no to something that is actually the greatest opportunity for you. And so you got to, I say, say yes. And so let's say you have a personal goal of in 2020 is that it's all about taking yourself on personal growth, getting on a journey, going for it. Say yes. Like, I'm going to say yes. I'm just going to say yes. Like, I'm going to say yes to take this class. I'm going to say yes to take that class. I'm going to like if it's supporting you in what, if this is your ultimate commitment, is this yes? Because sometimes you could be saying yes to something that has nothing to do with what matters to you. So that's where you got to check in. Are you saying yes because you're people pleasing or are you saying yes because you want to be liked? 
Like, are you saying yes because it's supporting what you say you want and where you're going and really ultimately is supporting your dream for yourself and your family and your business and your community because it's not all about you, especially when we have a family and you got to take care of yourself in the same process. I hope that answers that question. Next from SA, how do you stay motivated to achieve goals when all the steps you've taken haven't produced the outcome you hoped for? Oh, love it. Because uh, I think that so often we are definitely uh, in for immediate gratification. And that's not always how it goes, is that you got to trust the fact that every step that you're taking, that it's moving towards your big picture, whatever your big picture is. And so often we, our immediate results, we start to question our ultimate goal. But some of those little steps that you're taking are necessary and they're preparing you for this gigantic goal you've set up for yourself. You're not always going to see immediate results. It's kind of like, let's say, uh, I mean, weight is a really great example. I mean, if you have a ton of weight to drop, okay, that's different. But let's say it's just like, you know, your last eight pounds or something is that you might not drop it for two months. And it seems like, you know, other people are dropping eight pounds in a week. Well, that's not where your body is. So you got to trust that every step is those steps in alignment with what you say is important to you and what you're going after. And you got to trust it's not going to show up immediately all every single day. It's not. You got to keep going. You got to keep moving and start checking in is what I'm doing, is that supporting what I say I'm committed to? That's a great question to ask yourself. Another question from S.A. How do you manage the negative Nellies in your life who continue to bring you down and or highlight the achievements you haven't had? For example, parents and family, etc. I know. Isn't that great? I like that negative Nellies. So I always tell Um, my class, especially at the life success course is visualize yourself a Teflon pan. So when they're throwing something at you, it just hits that pan and rolls off. And, you know, if they're saying stuff that you have at some point told them that you're committed to doing, uh, or having, and, but you haven't been being that person to actually take the action you know, then you got to take, you got to take responsibility for how come it's getting to you so much. Because if it wasn't important, I get that we want to have approval. I get that. However, is if it's not what you're committed to, you're letting it get to you. And how's that working? It's not working. And if it's not what you want to do, then it's like, okay, they have your, their viewpoint, but is that what you're going after? And maybe at some point, you've got to have that conversation. It's like, you know, at one point I said this, and here's where I'm at. This is what I'm committed to creating. And you got to sometimes, you got to, as Maya Angelou so perfectly said one time, is you have to tell people to stop it. Like, you know, maybe at one time I thought it was okay to say those things to me. But it's not anymore because I'm really working on me. And I'm really working on my internal dialogue. So I'm going to ask that these little jokes or these little comments, they're not funny anymore because they're not really supporting me and what, who I want to be and what I want to do and what I want to have in my life. 
So I want to create a different relationship. And I know that's not an easy conversation to have, but it's your family. And so sometimes you got to like redefine how that relationship is going to go. And if that's not like, you don't see that in the cards, then you got to do the work and just be that Teflon pan. So it doesn't get you because clearly they're hitting a button. And so you must obviously have energy on it because you're talking about it. Like if you didn't have energy on it, you'd be like, okay. And you'd love them anyway. And I'd say on a really big scale, love them anyway. Next from TB, how do you deal with self-doubt and changing your internal dialogue? I think that uh, you got to keep, you just, you, that's, I, I mean, it, I, again, I, I don't need to simplify anything. It's that you just have to tell yourself, you're like, like, listen to that little voice and go, okay, thanks for sharing. And this is where I'm going. And keep, keep taking the action that supports the I am's, like the I am's of what you're saying to yourself. Like I am enough. I am brilliant. I am creative. I am talented. I am caring. I I am a, a contribution. Like keep taking action that supports those I am's so that those I am's when the other, you know, the other ones that are keeping you down, cause that's just your ego mind, right? That, you know, you don't hear them because you're listening to a much stronger I am that you're putting it into play and you become much more in alignment when you're listening, like every day you've got to say your I am's, but the I am's like, who do I want to be today? I am loving. I am powerful. I am a leader. And then you've got to act as if it is so, so that it becomes so. Next from JD, how does one live their best life when married to a person who has no interest in living their best life? (laughs) Oh, well, you know, we're on a podcast, so I can't really answer you the way I really want to answer you. (laughs) But the truth is, is that, okay, wait a second. You're married to the person. Like how long have you been married and what are you doing? Like, so, uh, do they really, they don't want to live their best life or is that your judgment that they don't want to live their best life? And have you sat down and like, maybe, you know, like sometimes in a relationship, you have your life together with your partner and they have different interests than you do. So you have our partnership and here's our commitment to our partnership our marriage, whatever you want to call it. And here's how I'm committed to being in that. Here's how they're committed to being in that. And we're making it this. Then you might have interests that they have no interest in. But you go, but you have that kind of relationship, like you trust each other and you support each other. Like you go do what what you love to do and they go do what they love to do. You know, I remember that my husband, you know, he really likes motorcycles. I'm not really that person. And, uh, a long time ago, he wanted to go on a motorcycle trip to Las Vegas with his buddies. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. And I'm going to Paris with my sister. And it was like the greatest thing in the world. He went and did exactly what he wanted to do. And I went and did exactly what I wanted to do, but we came back together. Like I'm not that person that's going to be on the motorcycle. That's just not my gig. And he is definitely not that person to go shopping in Paris. That's not his gig. And so gotta, it sounds a little like you're really judgmental and it, it's like, take some inventory and take some responsibility. If you want your marriage 
to be extraordinary, respect, okay, find out what she really cares about. And maybe what she cares about isn't what you care about. But that doesn't mean you don't care about each other. And that doesn't mean that you can't have an extraordinary marriage together or partnership together. So look at the bigger picture. And maybe she's not the one that's going to share certain things with you. Well, because she doesn't want to, you know, like maybe that's not her interest. So find those things that you have interests together. Next from ZC. How do I get and keep myself in massive action? Uh, I'm not really sure what you mean by keeping yourself in massive action. Is that some at some so when you start when you have something and like you have a goal, it's like boom, I'm on, I'm at, I am in massive action, and at a certain point, that massive action moves to another stage where it starts to move without you having to do all the work. So if you keep having to do all the work, maybe your mat, what you're saying is massive action isn't actually the action that's going to move it to the next level. Cause you got to, you have to get, you start in concentration and that our formulation, and then you move to concentration. And at a certain point you actually are going to get to mastery. And, and sometimes you get back to formulation but if you're constantly in massive action, is do you have a definite place that you're landing? Or are you just spinning your wheels? That's a great question to start to ask yourself because maybe all that action is unnecessary because it's not getting you where you want to go. Or maybe you haven't really defined where you want to go. So I would like to take a step back and go, wait a second, where am I really going, honestly? So we have a number of people with questions about what to expect from the basic seminar, people who haven't been to our classes. So if you could just take a few minutes to uh, speak to the people on the line who haven't been to our classes about what to expect and what our series of classes includes and what makes them so phenomenal. And then also give us some takeaways from your teaching tonight. That would be great. So what makes our classes so phenomenal? Oh my gosh. I think uh, first and foremost, what makes the classes so phenomenal is the people that are in them. And I believe that our structure, the design of our basic seminar, of our life success course, and of our men's leadership seminar and our women's leadership seminar, that it is one of a kind. And I say that because we are not there to tell you how to live your life. We absolutely 100% believe that you have all the tickets, like you are absolutely capable. So all of our classes are designed for you to take an inward journey. So in the basic seminar, about 30% of the classes lecture about, and the other 70% is participatory. So in that participation, it's almost like uh, there's a big difference between going skiing and skiing down a, like the black circle. Like I'll never forget the first time that, uh, I took the wrong turn in Aspen, Colorado. Oh, that was fun. So when I took this wrong turn in Aspen, I mean, it was the uh, most unbelievable ski trip of my life 
Like I was not a good skier. I'm still not that great of a skier. And it was scary. It was unbelievable. So here's the deal. No one could ever have told me what I was going to experience on that ride until I did it. And that's kind of what happens in the basic is because it's your ride. So what I got out of the basic seminar isn't necessarily what you're going to get out of the basic seminar. So when someone asks me, you know, like, what, what can I expect? What I can tell you what you can expect is what is it that you want to get out of the class? So if you walk into the class is I want to get some clarity about what's next for me. Absolutely. That's possible. I want to find out what's in the way of my wife and I, or my partner and I having a number 10 relationship. Absolutely. I want to find out how, what's in the way of me and my, and me having a number 10 relationship. Absolutely. You'll discover what's the thinking. However, in the basic seminar, that's a discovery class. I mean, I wish that I can't tell you how much I wish that people would just like just enroll in the basics, I seven and LS in one chunk because it's a trilogy of classes for a reason. So when you in the basic seminar, you discover you land on. Wow. Here's what has absolutely gotten in the way of me doing this of me doing that, of me not seeing this. It's almost like, you know, I'm used to driving down the highway and it's a two lane highway, you know, one's going North and one's going South. And all of a sudden in the basic seminar, I realized, Holy Toledo, I have all these options. Like I didn't even know there was like 20 lanes I could go down. Like, so seeing our life in a way bigger context than just a section, there's like a gigantic, like a gigantic theater. And then say seven, the life success course is designed to, okay, time to break through it all. And like moment by moment by moment, having an opportunity to experience yourself being different, taking responsibility, like how, what's, how I'm being in my life and going for it and putting yourself in an environment where you are absolutely testing, testing yourself and going further than you ever thought was possible and really, really experiencing how significant your life is. And the leadership seminars are really, uh, most of the time we define leadership as, you know, as, you know, like we're the head of something or uh, we started something. And yes, is that leadership? Yes. But the truth is, is it starts with leadership of self. So where am I leading me? Am I leading? myself based on what I say I'm committed to, based on the legacy I'm committed to leaving on this planet, based on my vision, based on my contribution, on my service to mankind, or am I living my life, leading my life based on everybody else, what I'm supposed to do? So I think that for all of you that have not gone to our classes, give yourself that opportunity in 2020. And I am not kidding about that. Like make this decade the best decade ever, because I will say 100% that we honestly were put on this planet to have an extraordinary life. And the only thing that stops us from that is our thought process. And that is the one thing we can shift. And when I think about, so when you ask me, Kat, about uh, takeaways from the teachings tonight, I... I am a firm believer that living our best life is when you put your head on the pillow at night and as you close your eyes, 
were you being the best of you? How did you contribute to the people around you? How did you let the people around you contribute to you? And instead of beating yourself up about something you didn't do or should have done, that you actually go, okay, I'm going to do better tomorrow. And that when you wake up in the morning, if, you know, willing that you do, because let's all tell the truth, it's possible that we don't, and you do, that you're actually grateful for this morning, grateful for this day. Like, who am I going to be? How will I be of service? How will I contribute uh, a greater part of myself? How will I be greater? How will I be greater in giving to other people and allow them to give to me? Like, how will I live this day out in greater contribution to myself and others? And utilize the tools for all the graduates that are on this call. Uh, Use the tools that you know are there. Because it, that's the point. It's just like going to the gym, people. If you just go to the gym once or twice or for 30 days, it's, yeah, you'll see some difference, but it's, it, you got to get back on the treadmill. You got to get back on taking care of yourself. What you put out has got to come back in. And the last thing I'm going to say is one of the infamous, infamous lines from the Life Success Course in the very uh, last lecture, when what is becomes more important than what isn't, the game is over. So if you keep focusing on how it is versus the possibility of what it can be and what you're committed to being and how, like how you see it, if you keep focused on how it is, the game's over. You've already lost because it is what it is. Now, where are you going with that? So have the rest of the year, the next 21 days, live it out like you never have before in your life. Like give and love and laugh and let people give to you and just forgive yourself. Get up, you fall, get up and go again and start 2020 out with a absolute, absolutely knowing that you are everything. You have everything and give it everything you have and then some. And thank you, Kat, for having me on tonight. I look forward to the end of the year and 2020. I look forward to hearing from everyone on this call. Like, take take it on, people. Your life matters. Let's go for it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy, for your teaching tonight. And thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the training and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, January 14th with PSI Area Director Matt Chan talking about the secrets of extraordinary achievement. You can register now at PSILive.com and remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSILive.com. If you're getting value from our podcast, don't forget to rate us and leave a review on iTunes and definitely share it with anyone you think would benefit. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic course, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. 
Thank you everyone for being on the training tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.